Welcome to worship at Edmonds United Methodist Church. No matter where you are on life's journey, no matter what you believe or doubt, no matter how much or how little you have, no matter your race, gender, or immigration status, and no matter whom you love, you are beloved belong and are welcome. We say these words every Sunday to remind ourselves that even though the world sometimes places limits on belovedness or worth, God, God doesn't. doesn't. So friends, welcome. Good morning, church. Morning. Welcome to Edmonds United Methodist Church. My name is Ann Jacobs. And my name is Donna Pritchard, and you are all to be congratulated for being here on time. <laughs> yes. Uh, we are really excited to continue through Lent in our season on feasting on various things. Today we'll be feasting on hope. And so we hope that you'll be connecting with us online and in person through the Connect card that online you'll find as a link and in your bulletin in person uh, that you can hover with your smartphone and let us know that you're here. If you are new or a visitor or would love to connect with one of the pastors, you can let us know through that connect card. Or if you have a prayer request or a concern that you'd like to share with us, please share that as well. Friends, we invite you to rise in body or spirit for our call to worship. Jesus bids us welcome. He brings peace and forgiveness. Yet, Yet we, we dwell in, in the midst of doubt and, and fear. fear. Jesus bids us welcome. He brings hope and healing. But, but we, we persist, persist in our ways of stubbornness and greed. Jesus, come among us once more and bring us your word of peace. Open our hearts, our spirits, our souls to receiving your healing word. Amen. Friends, as we gather on the ancestral lands of the Coast Salish people, I invite us to reconcile our hearts toward one another and God. And this morning, uh, we'll be doing that both in the room and online. Will you join me in greeting our friends online and waving at that camera? Hello, good morning, friends, you're with us. Um, and in the balcony, those who wave up and beside and all over. <laughs> uh, if you're joining us online, we invite you to uh, share the peace of Christ with someone you're with. If not, we invite you to call or text a family member or friend and offer the peace of Christ. Uh, if you're with us in the room, we invite you uh, to turn to your neighbor and uh, offer the peace of Christ through a handshake or a gesture from your heart or a hug if you and your partner are comfortable. Friends, the peace of Christ be with you all and also with you.
Fount of mercy, never ceasing, call for songs of loudest praise. Teach me some melodious song, sung by fading tongues above. Praise the mount I fixed upon it, mount of thy friends, I invite any young folks who might want to join me up front for a moment. I brought some of my own, so I know I got some. Good morning. Can you come sit right here on the floor in front of me? Oh, good job. <clears throat> Hello. Should we say hello to any young folks online as well? Yeah. So this morning, we are having, how, how's your day? Oh, you're not feeling great because your brother's sick. Good morning. I understand that. How are you feeling? Good, yeah. You know how I'm feeling? I'm sad. I'm really, really, really sad. Have you ever had a feeling get so big that it like takes up a whole day? Yeah? Sometimes our feelings get so big we use different words for them, right? So I'm gonna teach you a new word. Are you ready? It's it's for Big sadness. Can you look at me? It's despair. Can you say despair? Yeah. Shh, I can. So when our sadness gets so big, 
that it takes over a long time. We call it despair. Sometimes when we despair, we have a hard time knowing what to do next. One of the things I like to do when I'm having a hard time, I'm feeling sad today because I know that a lot of people have been sick lately. Anybody here been sick? And some people can't go to the doctor. That brings me despair. I don't know how to help. But do you know what I do know? That we can come together. Look at all these people who are here. God loves all of us and calls us to come together as his people to give hope. And that helps me come out of my sadness. God says, you have hands that can help people. And when we come together on Sundays to be the church or any other day, we can bring hope. So throughout this Lent, did you get one of these already? Nice. Not yet? You wanted another one. Which color do you want? Do you want yellow? I think you got another one. We are collecting money in these eggs so that we can bring hope to other people. And this week, the United Women of Faith said they would match our money up to $500. So when we gather, yeah, so if we give, yep, and yours, and yours, and yours, if we give what we have, and they help give what they have, we can bring hope to other people who don't always have what they need. How amazing is that? Yeah, like people who need homes. That makes me feel better. Should we pray to God to give thanks for our hope? Yeah. All right, let's pray. Dear God, we give thanks for this morning, for these young folks, for the things they have to share. God, help us to open our hands to come together and to share our gifts in your hope we grow. We pray all this in your name. Amen. Should we go downstairs and have Sunday school? Learn more about the kingdom of God? Yeah. Let's go do it. Shepherd, would you teach me how to rest? I'm rushing on, will you make me to lie down? Will you build a fold by the waters that refresh? Will you call my name and lead me safely Just drive to labor on and on from the restless crime that has put my mind to sleep. Will you call me back and gently slow me down? Will you show me now what to lose and what to keep? 
shepherd Oh, good friend Slow me down Slow me down Oh, good shepherd Oh, good friend Slow me down Slow me grasping hands are afraid you won't provide will you pour the wine that loosens up my soul set your table here for truly satisfies oh good shepherd streets trying to make myself a name if the work is yours there is nothing I can claim will you lead me home to the pastures of your peace this house is yours I'm sitting at your feet oh good shepherd scripture reading today comes from the gospel according to John from the fourth chapter and there is a lot happening in this passage and in fact you could probably preach 12 different sermons on this very passage. There's a woman who's going about her daily tasks and she is someone who lives on the margins, an outsider. And she's had five husbands and the one who she's with she's not married to at the moment and she's seen as a religious and political and social outsider. She's a Samaritan, she's a woman, and she's a person who has had many spouses in a context in which this is not the norm. The text today offers us many starting points, and I'll invite us to notice in particular the encounter that Jesus has with this woman that he initiates, and to notice the ways that Jesus is in solidarity with her. Notice the ways that Christ bears witness to her life, and in doing so, liberates and loves her. 
as an offering of hope. Friends, I invite us to listen as Susan reads the scripture. Good morning. My name is Susan Morrow, and because this scripture's reading is longer than usual, uh, we invite you to remain seated. Thank you for that. <laughs> the scripture lesson is a reading from the Gospel according to John, chapter 4, verses 5 through 39 in the Common English Bible Version. He came to a Samaritan city called Sychar, which was near the land Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there. Jesus was tired from his journey, so he sat down at the well. It was about noon. A Samaritan woman came to the well to draw water. Jesus said to her, give me some water to drink. His disciples had gone into the city to buy him some food. The Samaritan woman said, why do you, a Jewish man, ask for something to drink from me, a Samaritan woman? Jews and Samaritans didn't associate with each other. Jesus responded, if you recognize God's gift and who is saying to you, give me some water to drink, you would be asking him and he would give you living water. The woman said to him, Sir, you don't have a bucket and the well is deep. Where would you get this living water? You aren't greater than our father Jacob, are you? He gave us this well and he drank from it himself as did his sons and his livestock. Jesus answered, Everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks from the water that I will give will never be thirsty again. The water that I give will become in those who drink it a spring of water that bubbles up into eternal life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water so that I will never be thirsty and will never need to come here to draw water. Jesus said to her, Go, get your husband and come back here. The woman replied, I don't have a husband. You are right to say, I don't have a husband, Jesus answered. You've had five husbands, and the man you are with now isn't your husband. You've spoken the truth. The woman said, Sir, I see that you are a prophet. Our ancestors worshipped on this mountain, but you and your people say that it is necessary to worship in Jerusalem. Jesus said to her, Believe me, woman, the time is coming when you and your people will worship the Father, neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. You and your people worship what you don't know. We worship what we know, because salvation is from the Jews. But the time is coming and is here when true worshipers will worship in spirit and truth. The Father looks for those who worship him this way. God is spirit, and it is necessary to worship God in spirit and truth. The woman said, I know that the Messiah is coming, the one who is called the Christ. 
When he comes, he will teach everything to us. Jesus said to her, I am the one who speaks to you. Just then, Jesus' disciples arrived and were shocked that he was talking with a woman. But no one asked, what do you want? Or why are you talking with her? The woman put down her water jar and went into the city. She said to the people, come and see a man who has told me everything I've done. Could this man be the Christ? They left the city and were on their way to see Jesus. In the meantime, the disciples spoke to Jesus saying, Rabbi, eat. Jesus said to them, I have food to eat that you don't know about. The disciples asked each other, has someone brought him food? Jesus said to them, I am fed by doing the will of the one who sent me and by completing his work. Don't you have a saying, four more months and then it is time for harvest? Look, I tell you, open your eyes and notice that the fields are already ripe for the harvest. Those who harvest are receiving their pay and gathering fruit for eternal life so that those who sow and those who harvest can celebrate together. This is a true saying that one sows and another harvests. I have sent you to harvest what you didn't work hard for. Others worked hard and you will share in their hard work. Many Samaritans in that city believed in Jesus because of the woman's word when she testified, he told me everything I've ever done. For the word of God in scripture, for the word of God among us, for the word of God within us. Thanks be to God. Cuando el pobre nada tiene, grande parte. Cuando alguien pasa ser, y agua no está. Cuando el débil a su hermano fortalece. Dios mismo en nuestro mismo caminar. Dios mismo en nuestro mismo caminar. When the poor ones who have nothing still are giving. When the thirsty pass the cup, water to share. When the wounded offer others strength and healing, we see God here by our side, walking away. Come back. 
compassion gives the suffering consolation. When expecting brings to birth hope that was lost, when we choose love, not the hatred all around us, we see God here by our side, walking away. We see God here by our side, walking away. When our spirits, like a chalice, brim with gladness, when our voices full and clear sing out the truth. When our longings free from envy seek the humble, we see God here by our side walking of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable and pleasing to you, O God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. When I was in graduate school, I was uh, in my Old Testament class, part of a trip uh, to Israel, and we went on an archaeological excavation as part of our Old Testament class. I spent three weeks on a dig site in Tel Azekah, which, if you'll recall, very obscurely in 1 Samuel chapter 17 was the location where David and Goliath had an epic battle. We didn't see any relevant material to that, but it was still very fascinating to unearth some pottery and cisterns and walls and very many old things from the city. But due to the heat, for these three weeks, we would begin our work on the dig site at 4.30 
in the morning. And we would work continuously until 2 p.m. Now, in the context of the Samaritan woman in Sychar, I found myself remembering the noon heat and remembering how unforgiving and scorching noon in the desert in Israel was. And the reality that most folks would try to avoid this time of day altogether, let alone try and walk a distance to fetch water from a well. And so in my mind, I asked a question, was she trying to avoid people? Was it safer for her to go to the well at noon than any other point in the day? Despair sometimes is easy to access. Life can feel heavy and unrelenting with trial after trial. The unexpected changes and loss can sometimes thrust us into seasons of grief that are all-consuming and altogether disorienting. In the midst of all that life is for each of us, sometimes it's easier to lean into despair. Sometimes it can be so challenging to even recognize a stranger asking us for a cup of water. Now, hope is not some up-in-the-clouds, lofty, impractical, often unattainable-seeming idea. Hope is that we can stay curious together. Hope is that we can learn ways and practice tending to one another. Hope is that we side with the ways of love and liberation consistently. Now, Jesus was showing through his entirety of his ministry, but also in this particular encounter, the ways of solidarity. And through this encounter, he shows us that love, with a capital L, God, chooses us over and over again. Jesus, through this encounter, shows us that we are called to recognize and see the humanity in one another. Now, Jesus placed himself proximate to the margins, and in this story, he placed himself proximate to someone in which he was healing a wounded heart and seeking to end injustice. He was in solidarity with the Samaritan woman at the well. He bore witness to her life in such a way that she became a witness as well, going back to the city and the town and saying, come, come and see. And she proclaimed the gospel as she did it. Now, a few days ago, I took a little bit of a trip to rest and recharge, and I met one of my closest friends from college who I hadn't seen in five years, and we went to Mexico together, where her grandmother is from. And her grandmother was celebrating her 85th birthday, and so it was a part of a bigger trip that she was making from London to Mexico. For part of our trip, we were in Oaxaca City in southern Mexico, a place of art and creativity and pre-Hispanic culture and knowledge. And on the second day of the trip, we noticed that in the town square in the Zocalo, there were lots of people who were sleeping 
um, in public in the, in the town square. And they had flags that we didn't really recognize and signage on, on, board, on cardboard that we didn't really, weren't able to make sense of. And we wondered if they were immigrants passing through to a, another city or place, or maybe they were local people protesting a, a certain law that we were not familiar with and were drawing attention by being present in this town square. The next day, however, we learned our answer, that they indeed were protesters, mostly women from like a four-month-old all the way to Abuela, grandma, who was there with them. And they had come from the entirety of the countryside, from the entire state of Oaxaca into this center city for International Women's Day. They had come from far villages taking colectivos, little buses from far off. They rode in little tuk-tuks from little villages that someone might have had some transportation. And together they came demanding equality for all people. They came demanding the end to femicide, which is gender-based violence and homicide. They came de demanding justice. Now, I grew up with Women's Day kind of being a, yay, good job. <laughs> but this was a rallying around the reality that the life of women and girls around the world, and even in our own country, is not always equal. And so from Bolivia to Canada, from the US to Palestine to South Korea, all over the world last Wednesday, there were people bringing attention to the cause of women. Now, I was really moved by their chants and their solidarity. They wore purple in their clothing and in their ribbons in their hair and their hats and their bandanas, which I personally was like, this is liturgically the best theme ever. <laughs> purple is for Lent. I was moved and inspired by their signage, which this was led by a group of high schoolers, this section of the march, and the sign there says in English, we are the granddaughters of the women you could not colonize. This was a group of local indigenous girls marching in part of this protest. As I saw them with their signs and their coordinated colors and their chanting, the thing that I kept coming back to is I felt the Samaritan woman who felt so compelled to go back to the people and say, come and see, come and see someone who sees you and loves you anyway. They were doing the same thing of saying, come and see, know what the reality of women and girls in this country and around the world is. They were proclaiming some good news together. Friends, how do we live in a time of hope? On Wednesday last week, for me, hope was the resilience of those women protesting together against femicide. Hope is in the grit of those who continue. Hope is in the becoming, and it is in the belonging in a community. Hope is persistent, and it is present, and it is pulsing through the very thing we are called to do, which is love. 
There is something truly extraordinary about the desert, which Oaxaca is surrounded by desert-like conditions. And there's something magical for me in the creativity in a place like Oaxaca. In this image, you'll see a rug workshop that we visited. And on the ground, you see various different colors of thread, all the way from kind of a blood orange red to a seafoam green turquoise. And we went to this woman's workshop, and she said to us, well, we dye all of these rugs with local natural ingredients. And I thought, ah, oh, you're trying to get the gringos to be in on the vegan, like, natural thing. And she said, no, no, it's really from all of the fruits and vegetables and local stones of the area. And I still quite didn't believe it. And so she took a pomegranate and opened it up. And then she smushed the pomegranate seeds into her, into her palm and then took a little bit of limestone powder and mixed it in, and it produced this really vivid turquoise color. And I was blown away. And then she took a lime, and she squeezed the lime on top of that mixture, and it produced a really beautiful fuchsia. Watching her show us the various color combinations that she could create right out of the things that grow in that area was like watching magic come alive. It was mystical to me but it also felt like hope. A place of creativity and love and liberation is where hope resides. The Samaritan woman was encountering embodied hope that day at the well, and she was receiving a blessing over her life. Whatever she thought she deserved or didn't, Whatever dreams were collecting dust on the floor somewhere in her heart or mind, whatever ways life was complicated and messy and overwhelming to her, Jesus offered her a blessing. He offered the, I know it all and I love you anyway. I see it all and you are forgiven anyway. I witness all of it, and you are invited anyway. The Reverend Jan Richardson is a United Methodist pastor in Florida and a poet to me. And she offers us this blessing inspired by our gospel lesson in John 4, which she calls the blessing of the well. Here are her words. If you stand at the edge of this blessing and call down into it, you will hear the words return to you. If you lean in and listen close, you will hear this blessing give the story of your life back to you. Quiet your voice, quiet your judgment, Quiet the way you always tell your story to yourself. Quiet all these and you will hear the whole of it, the hallows of it, the spaces in the telling, the gaps where you hesitate to go. Sit at the rim of this blessing 
press your ear, ear to its lip, its sides, its curves that were carved out long ago by those who thirst, whose thirst drove them deep, those who dug into the layers with only their hands and hope. Rest yourself beside this blessing, and you will begin to hear the sound of water entering the gaps. Still yourself, and you will feel it rising up within you, filling every emptiness, springing forth anew. Sometimes, life can feel so despairing while listening to or reading the news around the world. Sometimes the intensity of the things we are going through can close us off from community. And in those moments, our world narrows in, and this closing might make us and take us into survival mode that is filled at times with fear and despair. Friends, have you ever had a time in your life when the options seemed so limited and hope seemed dauntingly far away? Have you ever felt limited with your options? Is that a common experience? I see some head nods. Despair sometimes can creep in and make a home in our hearts and our minds that it makes us forget that it is not rooted in us. It is just a facade. It is a shadow. And it's not the actual value we hold or the reality of our lives. In this season of Lent, we are invited to let go of the shadows and the facade. We're invited to fast from despair and feast on hope. When we feast on hope, we live in a space of love, a spaciousness of embodying curiosity and a graciousness to decenter ourselves. It's a place of compassion to be gentle with ourselves and everyone else around us. It's a place of courage to bear witness and to participate. When we feast on hope, it's not a milk toast, lukewarm saying that makes us feel good. It's not walking into Target and getting a pillow that says, feast on hope, and we place it on our bed or a little sign that we put above our kitchen window. Feasting on hope is connected to action. It's about a love ethic that we practice when no one sees us or watches us or knows even perhaps what we're doing. It's about the blessing of the well that we receive and pour into ourselves. Feasting on hope is about our practice, our collective practice of living into the kingdom of God. So friends, let us feast on hope, practicing it in ways that make us know 
that that hope is here for us all year round. May it be so. Amen. Let us pray. O Holy One, you are God of all our possibilities. You preside over all our comings and our goings, over all our wealth and all our poverty, over all our sickness and all our health, over all our despair and all our hope over all our living and all our dying, and we are grateful. O Holy One, you are God of all our impossibilities. You have presided over the emancipations and healings of our mothers and our fathers. 
you have presided over the wondrous transformations in our own lives. You have and you will preside over those parts of our lives that we imagine to be closed, and we are grateful. We lift to you this day all those in this community in need of healing or hope. Janet, Rachel, Christopher, Gay's sister and brother-in-law, Donna and Bill, Daryl, David and Debbie, Jim, June, Brianna, Bob, Cheryl, Linda and her granddaughter, Carolyn Joe, Deborah and David, Howard, Donovan, and George. Help us to accompany those who are experiencing loss, even as we lift them to you as well. Jean Will, Beth Craft, Laura Siebens, and the friends and family of Andrew Hershey. O Holy One, be your true self, enacting the things impossible for us, that we may yet witness your wish for peace, your vision for justice, that we may yet participate in those works. And move us this day to fast from our despair so that we may yet feast on your hope. In the name of our truest, best hope, even Jesus, who taught us to pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. I invite us now into a time of giving. Here in the room, the ushers will pass a plate among us. You can also always give online by going to our website, edmundsumc.org give, or by mailing a check into the church office. My friends, let us give with glad and hopeful hearts. is heavy and tired out in this valley mountains grow higher and higher but i can't find you i'll keep lifting my eyes i know you're with me i hear your voice when you cry Comfort, comfort, sorrow may last for the night, but in the morning, your joy breaks in with the light, I know you're with. 
You walk beside me Through darkest valleys I know you are with me You led me here where it's dry Out in the desert You bring these bones back to life You put together You sing a song of delight I know you're with me I know you're with me And you're for me You've been behind me You go before You walk beside me Through darkest valleys I know Receive, O God, these gifts and bless them to your work, that they may be signs and very tangible offerings of hope. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Please be seated. We have a couple of announcements to share with you this morning. First, one that was not in the bulletin. Uh, and that is next Sunday, following this service at 11.30 till about 1, join us in the chapel for our continued discussion on what's happening in Palestine. 
and uh, you won't be disappointed. It's a, it's a great bit of, of information and an opportunity for some really deep conversation as well. Today is also Parents' Day Out from one to five, so if you have a young person in your life, child or a grandchild, and could appreciate a little respite, um, they'll have a great time here with Deacon Aaron and some volunteers, and you'll have an opportunity to uh, take a little time out. We also <coughs> have Vacation Bible School coming up in July, July 10 to 14, and uh, we ask that if you are uh, available, if you are around, there are a great deal of volunteers who we need to pull off Vacation Bible School. This year the theme is Operation Restoration, and uh, if you have a child or a young person in your life who would enjoy participating in VBS, we invite you to contact Deacon Aaron and save the date for July 10 to 14. Finally, uh, we uh, were going to start a series for four weeks around anti-racism and how we as a church and as an organization shift uh, in terms of some of our structural policies. And we ran a focus group two Mondays ago to sense uh, the landscape of the church. And so we did a cross-section of various demographics in our church and uh, had about a dozen people come together to have a conversation around this and very quickly realized that we need to do a little bit of teaching around some concepts to help all of us get on the same page and have the same language when we talk about anti-racism and dismantling racism. And so uh, this spring or in the summer, we'll be doing some of that teaching and then having the conversation, uh, but we will invite you to mark off your calendars four weeks from two to four, uh, starting today, because if you show up, none of us will be here. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but to look forward to in the bulletin and in a future announcement, uh, ways in which we'll be teaching uh, some of these concepts so that we can have common language when we talk about this very important uh, issue for our time and for our church. And with that, I invite you to rise and body your spirit for our closing hymn.
friends, go and bear witness to the love of Christ in this world so that those for whom love is a stranger will find in you good and kind and generous friends. Go in peace to love and serve one another. Amen.